This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee, hand-roasted coffee in the foothills of California. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. All right, are you ready to get into this? Let's do this. This is a big episode. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And this is episode 123 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. What's the deal with charter schools? I think this is a topic people don't want to jump into unless they are passionate toward one side or the other. Yeah. But it's hard to listen to a very nice conversation about it, people. All right, so we're going to have a nice conversation then. Yeah, let's, Yeah. uh, let's wait before we get there and do some fluff so we can ease into it with some fun stuff. Okay. You know, um, we got to go to a homecoming yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, that's funny. We went to back to our university, as you know, yeah. uh, and went to a reunion. It was pretty funny. Yeah, 25 years? Is that what we're saying? Well, yeah, I yeah. for the class that was just above me, um, but I got lumped in in this uh, reunion because it was a sorority house reunion. So yeah. that was something we did. Um, and then that just turned into just a lousy morning for you at <laughs> today home. yeah uh, okay so there, here's the real life part folks um i just spent six hours sitting at the kitchen table with a particular child struggling through a math course you know if you've been homeschooling for very long sometimes you have to pull the rug out from underneath what's going on and um so we're pulling her from that curriculum and that class and we are putting her into something entirely different but this is kind of cool fletch because we're going to put her in a mr d math self-paced course. Um, I would put her in the live course, but that started in August. Yeah. <laughs> but Mr. D is one of our fellow podcasters on the homeschool, Ultimate Homeschool Network. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just a plug. If you haven't heard him, you should go over and check it out. Yeah. So. And his live classes are really terrific. Yeah. So we're, that's free. something. We that just wanted free, to tell you something, you know, in a real life. That was a real life fluff thing. Yeah. And I, I know on. from experience that that's encouraging to hear if, yeah. if you've ever been that mom at the table for six hours. Also, I, haven't I, I got ma- my voting done. Oh, yeah, your voting done. Yeah, Excellent. Sat um, there and voted. We have crazy things to vote for in California. Oh. I mean, if you look at our ballot, you just say, you guys are nuts. And we are. That's, we are. Yeah, that's kind of the flavor of California. Um, mm-hmm. One more thing, and that's it's fall. So you know what I love to talk about in the fall? Please tell me it's not pumpkin spice. Nope. No, mm. it's food related. Really? Yes. Ooh, uh, oh, Fletch, really? I just emailed my friend Byron about it today. I said, Byron, have you had a really good apple yet this year? Oh, right. So yeah. I, was, I was going with stew. No, <laughs> apple season is here. And uh, last year we talked about the jazz apples and oh, yeah. the envy apples. So what's the apple this year for you? Well, funny enough, I was just listening to NPR and they were interviewing the apple um, horticulturist. At, no, this one guy at the University of Minnesota <laughs> okay. who is a, um, he, he kind of designs apples sure. every year. So okay. there's two new apples this year. And then there's one coming out next year, and wow. they're just these are engineered for crispness, tartness, and then as you know, apples lose their their distinctives as the pollination goes on year after year that's, after year. Yeah, that's super interesting. So uh, 
the big one in, in years gone past. I mean, if you if you just live in a lame apple place, just mm-hmm. grab yourself a Honeycrisp. It's a delicious apple. Yeah, but if I agree. you can get a Jazz, or if you can get an Envy, and I've been very dissatisfied with both this year. Oh, the Envies really? are coming out of New Zealand, and they're okay. just at the end of their season. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if they're coming out of New Zealand, that is the end of the season. Yeah. So you're just waiting for the new crop so, yeah, to so show up. So I'm super excited. I love apples. I love really good apples. So if you're a listener and you uh, want to talk to me about it, go ahead and catch me over at Twitter. It's at the Mango Times, and um, I actually tweeted to the Envy Apple people, and they tweeted me back because they know how much I love them. Well, yeah, and last year we had a big conversation about this. You had a lot of listeners chime in. No, on that was a listener, apples, yeah, so. that, that told me about Envy apples. Yeah, that's and right. she's like, "Oh, Fletch, you got to try them." I and I really did like them. I I was still partial to the jazz, but boy, these new ones that are coming out, I can't wait to try them. So. When I go to the uh, grocery store, we have a really good fruit section in our grocery store that really has high-end fruit. Yeah. Um, I always look to try a new one because I'll tell you this, people. Red Delicious? Mm, no. I don't know anybody Chunks who eats of a red. Wood. I know. They're who very, eats Red Delicious anymore? No. But they used to be the standard. Used to be all you could get. So enough about that. That's enough fluff. But that's my deal. Okay. So, and that shout was... out to my friend Byron who doesn't actually listen to the podcast. Apple good. Not a homeschooling guy, but we talk about things like apples. And I know he. I, I knew he'd have one he'd like. And he did. So it's classic. So if you'd seen our little texting, you'd, you'd laughed at us. You'd have thought we were two goobers. Uh-huh. Are you ready to talk about <laughs> charter schools? I think that was enough fun stuff to kind of ease into a bigger topic. And now they really think you're dorky. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, let's talk about charter schools. You know, the other thing about fall that I love is good coffee. And was that a, was that a good segue? <laughs> you love coffee <laughs> every I do. day of the year, Flood. Heat of the summer. But they don't forget carolinescoffee.com. You can get coffee. You can get tea. You can get gift packages. We had a listener write in this week and said, I want to get my daughter some coffee for Christmas. I want to go to Caroline's Coffee and use your code, the HIRL code, which gets us 10% off. What coffee should I get my daughter? And I asked her one question. She told me, and I offered. I, I suggested two coffees that I said both of these are winners. Yeah. So um, she's not the first. I've noticed you've had a little uh, steady stream of listeners asking, right? Or, you know, what should I order? Right. So guys, and, feel free to do that. And I want to tell you, I'm super thankful because that is a way to support this show. If you sure. go over there and use our code, then Caroline's Coffee knows that we are talking about them. So um, Caroline'sCoffee.com. The code is HIRL. You get 10% off any order. Head on over. Morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. Do you know who that was? No, I don't. That was Chuck Berry. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a great song for us today. Didn't you like it? Yes. Very good. Yeah. Very good, Fletch. All right. So we're talking charter schools, and I think this is a topic that a lot of people would try to avoid talking about because it's been a bit divisive. Well, and I think, well, everything I've ever heard has been here's, you know, yes, 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 pro, 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 or no, absolutely not, con, 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 con. So we wanted to create an episode or an environment that allowed us to just have the discussion pros and cons and why a family would choose or not to choose a charter school. Yeah, and a bunch of you out there have actually asked us to talk about this, and I'm thinking of people like Shauna and people like Jason Uh who have asked us to... uh, kind of go down this path and have the discussion. Some of you don't have children that are being homeschooled, but you listen to us. So I, you know, I love that. Like, yes, hey, yeah. we're getting ready to homeschool. So I think we'll listen to Fletch and Kenj. Uh, so we wanted to have this conversation, but the person we're actually answering the question for wanted to be anonymous. Uh, he was a charter school teacher. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually going to read the letter 
uh, during the interview because we, we're going to sit down here in a few minutes with uh, Mike and Teresa Corsat, who are both um, educators within the charter school system here in California. And they happen to live nearby and they're patients and they're believers and friends of ours. So um, before we actually get into that, um, we will actually read the letter that came into us as, as podcasters. So um, there's one more thing I noticed, and that was during the interview, um, you say in there that we will have a second episode about charter schools. About yeah, that, that was our original intent. Was to do a second episode on right. uh, being a totally private mm-hmm. homeschool. But we've decided mm-hmm. to do something different instead. We're going to just record some bonus content. Right. And then if you're a, we'll talk to you at the end of the show about how you would uh, sign up for that to become a subscriber to our site and how to Mm -hmm. get access to the bonus content. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, before we head into this conversation, though, can we just talk about two things? Yes. Okay. First, um, I I did want to talk just briefly about maybe what the big issue is before we jump into it. Okay. And I think that issue is that um, there have been a lot of people that have gone uh, into homeschooling years before us, they've carved the way to stay away from the government helping them. Mm -hmm. And then homeschoolers are just jumping into charter schools now. Right. So I think that's part of the big debate. Like, why would you go back and partner with the government after we spent so much time getting us out of that? Right. Absolutely. I've heard that because we, we have friends who are those bushwhacking homeschoolers of the eighties. Um, and, uh, they they feared for the loss of their children. They spent time in court um, in different states. And so absolutely I understand that sentiment. Sort of like, look, we fought for this. You have the right to do this now freely. And that was on our backs. Yeah. So don't lose it now so by that's, partnering yeah, with the government. That really is part of why mm-hmm. we wanted to have this discussion. I think the other one is really, I would say, the extreme that says, like, I don't give my Social Security number out. I don't give sure. my driver's license number out. Mm-hmm. I don't take part in the public education of my children at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have like um, people who have a significant reason as to why they don't do it yes. historically. And then right. you have some that are maybe the ones that I want to, you know, poke a stick out in the homeschooling in real life world and say, okay, you're, you're way over there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of the flavor going into this. And then on the other side, you have people that are like, well, why wouldn't I do the private, do the charter school? You get free junk. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> right. free. Mm-hmm. My kids are somewhere. I have someone helping me. Mm-hmm. And man, we got computers, we get money, we get lessons, we have this, that, and the other thing. So mm-hmm. in the mix, we're throwing all that into a pot and then we're going to have a discussion. Yes. Okay. So why don't we head over to this discussion right now with Mike and Teresa Corsat, and then we'll be back at the end. All right, so we are in the studio here, the Great Homeschooling in Real Life studio, and Kendra, we have two guests with us. We do, but I'm laughing that you're saying the Great Studio because it's. I know we're loaded <laughs> with boxes tonight. Yeah, and they, even boxes. our guests are like, "Really, this is where we're recording?" Right, That's pretty funny. Everything you guys laugh is going to get picked up, which is fine because we talk about this. Now we have guests who are not just um, friends, acquaintances. But our listeners are going to start to freak out because once again, we have some dental patients of mine (laughs) in the office. So um, we want to welcome Mike and Teresa Corsat to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you for having us. Uh, Excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, you and your family? Maybe start, Mike, with who you are and how you fit into education. Well, my name is Mike. And um, well, I've been teaching for 21 years. I'm a I went back to school full-time at 26, graduated from Stanislaus at 30, and started my teaching career, and um, I've been teaching ever since, and I also got my master's in counseling, um, 
we have, uh, my wife and I have been married for 23 <laughs> years. <laughs> 23 years. Well played, man. And well played. <laughs> just got to make sure. math there in your head. Yeah, it's really quick. <laughs> uh, I had to remember how old my oldest was, and she's 21. I've, we have uh, five children. We have a daughter who's 21, a son who's 19, and we also have three adopted children who are 12, 10, and 7. So, yeah, so we're, we've still have, we're busy, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a great ride. And uh, we did homeschool our two oldest children, and we did attempt to homeschool our three youngest ones. Yeah, I like For the word. season. Of, yeah, attempt. So, <laughs> Teresa, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you fit into education, the All system. Right. So I homeschooled for 15 years, but at the same time, I'm also an education coordinator for a charter school in Stanislaus County, I don't know, for Hickman, and I've been there this for 15 years. This is my 16th year of teaching for a total of 30 years. So before I worked at the charter, I worked in a traditional classroom, and once my oldest child was entering kindergarten, realized the traditional setting was not going to be the best fit for her. So that's when we started researching and looking into homeschool options. And she needed special services for speech. And um, she was already on an IEP or individualized educational plan. And so we needed to find something to support us in that area. And that led us to the charter schools. And so uh, we've been, I homeschooled through Hickman, and that's where I've been teaching as oh. well. Now, the one other little fact about them is they have a son who is at the same school as our son. Lopes up. Yeah, Lopes up. up. GCU, Grand <laughs> yeah. Canyon University, Phoenix, right. Arizona. And, uh, Shout out had, to you, Luke. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wow. Hey. I think Nate listens sometimes. <laughs> Which is under the impression that our Which college kids are like, that we've hey, never listen done to this a shout podcast out. my parents are on. That's right. <laughs> Pretty sure that is like, there's no coolness factor to that to the GCU campus kids. Hey, we'll try. We'll yeah. Try. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we have that connection as well. So, hey, gang, um, Kendra's here too. It sounds I am like, here, but yeah. I, I've got, you gave me a cold, your birthday cold. Thanks. So I'm again, that's a, with the there's a joke cold. there about gift giving and, and kissing and yeah. birthdays. I know. Okay, so um, <laughs> we got this email in from uh, Mr. Anonymous, and uh, he was very specific. He didn't want to have his name used, but yeah. let me let me read his email to us, and then we can get started with this discussion. Uh, it says, "Hi there, Fletch and Kendra. I'm a homeschool dad who also works as a contact teacher, which I think we've discussed is the same as a EC, the same job, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. same pre job as uh, Teresa." So. Uh, I'm a contact teacher for a charter school which serves homeschooling families. Since the charter is part of the public school district, many traditional homeschool families don't seem to entirely trust us. I kind of get it. Standardized testing, course requirements, monthly check-ins, etc. I wonder how I can build better trust with the families I serve beyond some of the more obvious things. I already talk about my own homeschooling experiences, show interest, and trust parents in their decisions. Am I missing something? So mm-hmm. here's uh, a dad that's in the system. He's saying, you know, some homeschoolers don't want to use the charter system. And he's reaching out to us because I think he's heard on a few episodes that, that we have a few kids. So, Kendra, why don't we start with that? We we have a foot in the system. We do. And we never have before. <laughs> so I think that's part of the story here. Um, we homeschooled for a good 15 years before we uh, put our kids into a hybrid charter for high school. Um, and then this year, 
uh, I made the choice to put our eighth and fourth grader in a charter homeschool program because of the STEM offerings, particularly for our fourth grader who is Mr. Engineer. So, um, yeah, so I, we understand you and I, the arguments on both, um, sides of the aisle, if you would. Um, but we were talking beforehand, Teresa, that Mm. there doesn't seem to be an animosity from the charter side, uh, toward people who choose not to use it, but there certainly is on the other end of things. So we want to, we want to present both sides to this in in case you're joining the podcast at the beginning here and and wondering where we're going to go with this. We're going to talk about the charters uh, system and, and what that entails in the law and, um, you know, what it means to to homeschool under that. And then we're going to also hit at a later time, what it means to, to be independent. Yeah. And we've had a foot in both worlds. And I I do kind of want to say, as we get started, we jumped in, um, with intimidation, or not intimidation, but um, with a little bit of fear. Reservation. I mean, reservation. Well, okay. See, I, I'm a homeschool dad. You, I don't know all the big words. <laughs> I do my best. I don't know if you remember our history, but this is the way it went. We had a four and a half year old, and I was going to go to Hickman, which is the charter we're at that Teresa mm-hmm. <laughs> now is an EC for. We were going to that um, information night way back in 1997 or eight, and uh, you. You and I were in the car. We had a babysitter at home, and you said, do you know what you want to do with him for kindergarten? And I said, yeah. And he, you said, why are we going to this thing? Let's go see a movie. Yeah, so right. that's so actually how we didn't again, end up in the charter system all those years ago. Well, a date night It important. was like a date-kissing <laughs> yeah. transfer. So that's really how we never got involved Man, in the charter system initially. Am, and <laughs> another child on the way. If sure. anything, right. I am consistent. <laughs> I am consistent that I'd rather spend time with Kendra. I hey, let's do a podcast together. I didn't tell you the movie together. we saw, but anyway. Okay, so let me start with this. Um... The charter system. First off, does anybody want to take a stab at how it works? Just in case we have someone out there that's going, I'm never going to do this. I don't know anything about it. What is the charter system? Well, the charter system is public, publicly funded. It's public school. And we have families come and listen to how our program operates. And uh, they the parents can decide whether or not they want to be a part of that. It's if choice and option and then once they are with the charter they are assigned to a credentialed teacher which that's I have a teaching credential Mm -hmm. as an education coordinator and then we meet with our families regularly every six to eight weeks in our program every program varies and we help them set up their plan for what they want to teach Uh, we help them choose curriculum we have different options for curriculum for curriculum available in our annex and then we send them on their way so there's a lot of freedom a lot of parent involvement in deciding what curriculum you're going to use and what you want to accomplish during that learning period and then we meet again um, at the end of that learning period and we celebrate whatever learning you bring to the table and students can do presentations they can uh, read reports. They can just share with whatever they've learned or whatever they've done. A lot of photographs, <laughs> lots of different ways to um, demonstrate learning. Okay. So it's just, it, it, am I correct in saying then that there's a lot of freedom in yes. this? So I'm still going to be able to homeschool my kids. The charter school is not going to uh, be in my home every morning no. with they're, me? They're not going to tell you what to do. They're going to, they're there to help you. They're there to to guide you, you'd be the guide on the side. You're the you're the teacher. You're, as a parent, you're the teacher for your child. And that was what was so nice about for us when we homeschooled both Tessa and Luke. Um, they 
they, they, they took a hold of their learning. They grasped it and they, they ran with it. And, you know, for Luke, you know, he, he would get his work and he would be, he would want to be done by noon. You know, he can finish it up and be done and go off and do whatever. Or you may have a child who needs all day. (laughs) Yes. Like Tessa, our older one. And all uh, the parents said amen. Yes, they did. That's right. So, So, um, uh, let me ask this question then. Um, people can do that anyway. Why then would they want to use a har- uh, charter school? Kendra, what about for you? Well, I was just thinking about this question because I realized that I've made absolutely no changes to the way I've homeschooled this year. Absolutely Versus none. years yeah. when we didn't use a charter right. school. Exactly. So I'm using the exact same curriculum. I'm doing the exact same things. Um, I'm charting it differently because they have to be accountable to our EC, but what it, the benefit in that for our family is that I think that's such a good thing for eighth graders, um, because they're going to be, yeah, that accountability. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think our listeners, if they, if they've gone through those years now, they realize that, um, accountability to someone else is a really great thing when kids yeah. hit those junior high years, you know, the other thing, um, that my EC and I talked about this morning are those brand new homeschoolers who say, just tell me what to do. Just, just give me the stuff I want to do that needs, need somebody to hold their hand. You know, that's a beautiful relationship to have somebody who can walk alongside of you like mm-hmm. that. So I know that Teresa will sell it cause she's an EC, but Mike homeschooled dad or just dad in general. Yeah. Um, other than that story from Luke, uh, is this really, uh, a recipe easy thing for someone who's never homeschooled before? Like this is the path you should go down. Is that what you would say? Or would you say, you know, maybe not. Well, if it's something that you you have the time, if if you as a dad or you as a mom have the time to to be that person who's that that teacher for your child, it's I, a big commitment. It's a big commitment. It's 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 it takes a lot of time. I mean, there was times my wife was just tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, and during the time that she homeschooled our older two, she only worked on a part time contract. You know, she worked fifty percent. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, I say, Hey, you got, you, you're getting paid to homeschool our kids. And, uh, it <laughs> was kind bad. of, a, kind Not of our joke, but, uh, but the thing is it, it, it is a huge time commitment. And there would be times when, okay, you take Luke and go build a, build a model rocket or whatever, build something for we science. science we need a science, <laughs> we need a science sample. We need, you know, here's the science fair coming up, go build these things and go do this, go do that. But it was actually, it was, it was an amazing time to be able to do those types of things. And um, you just kind of miss that. I miss it now, you know, because we homeschooled both of them up to through eighth grade, and then they were and then off the, the younger three as well, just not all the way through eighth. Yeah, grade. <laughs> not all the way through eighth grade. Yeah, so that's that's a, that's a different story there. They we homeschooled them for a season because they're just different than their older brother and sister. Mm. Now, um, I, I like everything everybody's saying here on this microphone. You're all friends. We all like this, but there are listeners who are saying. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. This no is way. the public school. Mm-hmm. Um, you are giving up all your rights to uh, join the public school system when you become a charter school homeschooler. Dang it. This is why we homeschool. So we don't have to do anything with the, with the public school. So I'm willing to get a little real here and say that there are some listeners of ours who, in fear or, or they think it's fact, are acting out in a way that says, no. And not only do I not want to do this, but I don't think anybody else should. Do you want to who who wants to tackle that first as far as I'm giving up freedoms, I'm partnering with the state, 
Are they going to put barcodes on our kids' yeah. foreheads? Is no, that they'll put the barcodes on their Chromebooks, yeah. but uh, they won't put them on their foreheads. Because the Chromebooks, Chromebooks uh, they, that's something they get. That, that's yeah. what they get to use, yes. Did you hear that, people? You get a computer. Yes, yeah, they so, do. But um, is that something? Are they giving up all their rights? Or are they suddenly going to be scanned and assimilated and everything? No, and I, I think a lot of times, the well, the fears come from stories that you hear that are not founded. They're just that it's a fear so go visit a charter go listen you you still have the option to decide whether or not you want to participate with the charter or if you want to stay independent but rather than going by the assumptions that your fears are accurate i say go visit Mm -hmm. make friends make new friends and ask a ton of questions ask lots of questions and listen and 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 talk to other people who are homeschooling through a charter and find out how it's going with them and and why they chose to go that direction. I do have a lot of new families who need a lot of handholding and they'll, they will call me and say, you know, this is our situation. What, what do you recommend? So they just want that support. They want someone there to, to give them advice, you know, decide whether or not we need to change curriculum or is this still the right choice? And, um, just to feel, like there's someone there to listen to them and and celebrate with them. And I often tell my families that it's much easier as a as a teacher, I can say it was much easier for me to teach 25 of someone else's children <laughs> than two or three or four of my own because yes. there's a different relationship there and they respond differently to their parents and than to another teacher. And so for that reason, I appreciated having a resource person, a contact person myself as a homeschooling mom because I needed support and I needed to get advice and wisdom because every child is different and they have different learning styles, different personalities, and you just need that um, outside party to give you some advice and input on how to handle different situations that come up. Okay, so if you're a listener and they're saying, all right, Fletch and Kendra, they're sellouts. You've gone off the deep end. Yeah, they're yeah. sellouts. They just invited this public school teacher and his <laughs> wife who works in the charter school to come talk on the subject. Uh, I just want to clarify this one more time. Uh, Tess and Luke charter schooled. Yes. 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 So um, we didn't introduce them as this, but the corsets are, are sold out believers. Mm-hmm. So we didn't just invite friends Amen. in Amen. who are, you know, just <laughs> like non-believers. You, you guys are sold out believers. I know this about your faith. That's why I inv- yes. invited you in. But let me tell you this, folks. There are kids who've been, if you're thinking, oh, part of the evil charter system, they've sold out to the world. Their kids love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love, um, again, I have a close relationship with Luke because he goes to GCU. I love when he's in and asking him about you know, who he is as a, as a kid, not just, you know, hey, what school do you go to? What are you involved in? But um, I loved when he was going to high school and was involved in the, you know, the Bible study and getting mm-hmm. involved in the sports yep. team for what purpose? To reach out to these guys mm-hmm. and to introduce them to Jesus. I yep. mean, this isn't a kid that's a washout. I mean, he's not someone no. who walked from the faith. So I think at this point even, and that's one story, I mean, I'm, I'm not just being. And there's anecdotal. a lot of those stories. Yes, yeah. where kids are not like you're not plugging into the system and suddenly, oh, I'm jeopardizing everything that we believe. No, and I suddenly can't teach them what I want to believe. But that is a question I would do want to to tackle. There are a lot of Christians who homeschool through our charter, but, and we have a lot of staff 
who are, who Christians, are Christians as well sure. on our staff. Now, so. but my question is, can you continue with that religious curriculum that someone wants to Absolutely. use and still be in the charter system? The only difference is that uh, when you, through the charter school, we can't purchase it through the school. We can't use school funds to purchase Christian curriculum, but parents are welcome on their own to purchase it and use whatever curriculum they want to use. So if you go independent, you're purchasing it on your own anyway. Same with right, the charter. Right. Uh, there are other materials, though, that are free. For example, your math curriculum. You know, if you can choose from something that we provide or um, science, you may want to do your Christian curriculum if that's what you're comfortable with. But, but you can shop Use part of what we ha- offer or um, use all of your own curriculum. You, you decide what, how you want to choose. Well, and I would say, too, it's not just the Christians because th- that charter school and the, ones, the one that our high schoolers are in, they're Muslim families. Yes. And you know they're imparting their faith to mm-hmm. their children as yes, well. And that's not an illegal thing. So we can do the same. Yeah, and I think even we read a great article a couple years ago. I think it was in Wired magazine about the mm-hmm. uh, you know this, these dot comers in the Bay Area right. who are like, I'm fed up with the public system. Mm-hmm. We're going to start homeschooling because we want to customize our education right. for these kids that are coming up. That are you know we want them to have a tech career. Yes. We want them to begin learning this stuff at a younger age. So yeah. they're not Christians. They're not Muslims. They're not anything. They're just. What are they? They're, they're homeschooling they're because they want their kids to have an out-of-the-box <laughs> Yeah, the religion education, of, of yeah. technology, though, is what they want their kids to learn. Yeah. So, And then, you know, you have hippies that, you know... We, we, we have come a satellite from... in Berkeley. Yes. Okay, so, yes. you know, <laughs> so, the same kind of people it, that don't want to be part of the system. Mm-hmm, right. Because, well... For different reasons. Yeah, for... <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, all right, so we've gone down a couple different discussion paths here. Um, what it is... Can you participate? Are you putting one foot in, one foot out? Kendra, did you have something else you wanted to go down? So one of the objections we hear to partnering with a charter school is that um, if we are using a Christian curriculum, then we are essentially lying about what we're doing. You know, that we're, we're telling our EC or our whoever's, you know, that, that liaison in the charter school that we're, we're, we're just doing our math or we're just doing our history. But if we're using a curriculum like Mystery of History or something like that, and we're not disclosing that, then we're lying. So what, what do you have to say about that? Uh, that's not true. I, I mean, I don't think that that's. Well, that was very true. concise. Thanks. That, that was concise. <laughs> Moving She's on. Well, than me. as an education coordinator, the way I do it, I actually look at the table of contents. They, I have families bring in their curriculum, and we look at the table of contents to see what concepts they're covering. So we absolutely know what curriculum that they're using, and we're documenting what concepts they're covering. For example, in math, if it's geometry, then we're writing they completed whatever concepts in that in on that topic if it's history and they're doing story of the world then where are you in the timeline of history are you studying ancient egypt is it mesopotamia rome where are you and documenting it that way so yeah yeah. so i think that really you know addresses that issue um and and i really think we're having the discussion now and we know we're going to have part two as we go into the private. And I have a feeling this might stir up some mm-hmm. questions from our listeners who say, 
oh, but what about this? Or what yeah. about, there's probably a hundred questions you can ask. And we're very pro-private homeschool too. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. kind of the yeah. thing about us, you know, and I, you guys are too, right? I that, mean, you would absolutely. say, yes, absolutely. if that is what God's calling you to do and you feel like that is your conviction, then by all means take that road, but or that path, but we just want you to know we're friendly on the charity side too. <laughs> yeah, so you have options. That's what's best for your family, you know, mm-hmm. and we, you know, like we had shared earlier, it, we knew when, when Tessa was three years old that we needed to do something different yeah. because she would have gotten lost in the, in the regular, system. in the system of a regular public school. Yeah. And we knew it, it had to be something different. And mm-hmm. our, and Chip picking the Hickman charter was that something different for her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, and she was on an IEP for all the way, and she's still on IEP, IEP now at in MJC. college oh, at MJC. Yeah. And but the thing is, the the foundation that was set for her early on in her in her studies and everything helped her thrive in high school as well. I mean, she here's a kid who who was in resource who who had graduated from high school with over a three point five GPA yeah. just because she worked hard. Yeah, and that's what all of her teachers would say. She works hard. Because of that work ethic that was instilled in her by her mother when she was homeschooling her. Yeah, that's sounding so. awfully. <laughs> but but it's it was but it, but it's true. I mean, I, I'm not. Mike I, knows I, where his bread is I, buttered. I, I, like I, me, he, <laughs> he knows how to say things well. And it's it's just it was just a, a statement of fact, and that's how I mean I'll say it about my my son as well. That's why he was able to do so well. He, I mean, sure, going to high school from from Hickman Charter to going to either series to series high school, where both those kids went, it was culture shock for them. Mm. It was something that was brand new, something different, but they still thrived. But I was glad to have them still at home mm-hmm. instead of sending them off to college, and that's your first experience, and you're not living at home. But to be with mom and dad and say, "Hey, this is what what happened," or "This was yeah. my encounter," and to be able to work through it with them yeah. and not have their first shock encounters be college mm-hmm. away yeah. from home. Mm-hmm. Now it wouldn't be homeschooling in real life if we didn't talk a little bit about hope shifting. Um, mm-hmm. Some people uh, in our listeners, and this might be a brand new concept to you guys, but this idea of where you put your hope, mm-hmm. where you look for your security, where you look for um, any of these things and, and homeschooling Christian homeschooling specifically will often shift their hope off of Jesus and onto their technique. Mm. And then, so you, here's the things we will do because this is what we're hopeful in. Mm -hmm. And here are the things we will totally avoid. Um, I'm, and and therefore our children will be stellar believers and safe and safe Mm because, because they'll be protected from all these things. Um, as I boil down this whole conversation, I come down to this idea that once again, we're going to tell our listeners, don't shift your hope people. Um, (laughs) your perfect, perfect um four-walled homeschool environment you know um much if i have to pull up my favorite movie again like the village uh you can pull yourself out of society and put up the village but there's sin inside that village in your very children that you're never going to be able to protect them from so um let me just remind us that we don't hope shift either away from charter schools or into charter schools no, yeah, either if way your children if you, you know if you're if you're a christian and you're, you're your children they have to make sure that their faith is their own yeah. it can't be mom and dad's faith it's got to be their faith and that's so important because that's when you know that you've done you've, you've done it right is when your children can make their faith their own and you can see it living them living it out yeah and god like we say god doesn't have grandchildren 
No. He has children. <laughs> and, but a lot of parents want to say, oh, he has these grandchildren over here too. Yeah. And, oh. and the way to create that will be by yeah. a homeschool that does X, yeah. Y, and Z. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now we've satisfied homeschooling in real life for me because we've, we've said it, <laughs> that, like that homeschooling will not save your children. Okay, yeah. perfect. Once again, a good show. <laughs> uh, Mike and Teresa, we want to thank you for being in the studio with us tonight and uh, for just being a part of our podcast. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you. It was, it was our pleasure. Well, I'm really thankful that Mike and Teresa joined us for that discussion on why someone might choose a charter school system and what it's all about. Um, we have more content for you if you're wanting to hear why somebody might not choose the charter schools. That was us for a lot of years. And so we feel like we're very well versed in that side of things. Um, and so we're going to tackle that too. Over on our bonus content, you can subscribe by going to homeschoolingirl.com. It's free. There's no cost. Um, and we won't bombard you <laughs> with nope. emails. Nope. And we won't sell your email address or anything like that. We, we really have no poll to do that anyway. No. So <laughs> um, we'll just take that uh, email address and give you the code that allows you to listen to all of the bonus content for every episode, including this one. Yeah, and it's I, I think you said this, homeschoolingirl.com slash subscribe. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, I did not it, say that, but oh, you correct. Didn't. Oh, okay, yes. so that just gets you there, because if you go there normally, you're not going to be able to get into that section right, exactly. without a password. So, um, But you can sign up, and we'll, we'll let you do it. That's not just this show. We have plenty of other shows that have bonus content. Yes, we do. And there'll be more in the future. So uh, we actually recorded a section with Mike and Teresa as well that we're including in that. We did. uh, With some extra stuff. So, um, and by being part of our tribe, you just get access to everything plus firsthand information and just everything we provide. So head on over and do that. Now, there's other ways you can partner with us. We mentioned at the top of the show, um, ordering anything from Caroline's Coffee. That's right. Using our code. It lets them know as our advertisers that you're listening to us and you're actually going over and trying really good product. I'm not... We wouldn't send you there if we didn't think it was really great. Yes. Um, second thing is you can partner with us at patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. And that's where you can actually financially help us do this show. Um, a few uh, months ago, we had to buy a new router. Um, a few, um, we, we always hire babysitters to give us the time to record in peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, you know, just getting away sometimes and having the time to think through content from what you send to us and how we're going to approach it. I'm not going to tell you about one, but Kendra contacted someone mm. this weekend that if we get them on the show, it's something. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good show, <laughs> and it's going to be one you guys all love. So yeah. just a teaser. Um, but, you know, those kind of things. You can partner with us over at patreon.com. Um, lastly, super easy. And if you haven't done this, I'm telling you now, please just go do this. Just go write a review for us at iTunes. What I'm asking you to do is to go to iTunes and tell us how we're doing. Just go on there. You, if you have an iTunes account, um, find us on the podcast, and it'll say rate us. You can rate us, give a whatever one to five stars, but then you can leave a comment. You can literally tell us, because I read them. You say, Fletch, I love what you're doing, or Fletch, this is you know, the sound is horrible, or mm-hmm. or I love what you and Kendra are doing. But you just look at what other people review. There's a, We have like 170 reviews on there, and you can read what everybody's already said about us. It's, some of them are very humbling. And some of them are very funny, you know, what people decide to say uh, in that public forum. So please, head over to iTunes. Just write a simple review for us. Now, next week, we have a fun show coming up for you. At least this is what's planned. We are meeting with a couple who have been RVing around the United States with their family and homeschooling along the way. And uh, we're we're trying to connect with them. They're on the road, so they're going to try and call in. We're going to try and talk to them. 
And I'm going to try and put together a a fun show for us. Um, So that is coming up next week at episode 124. And we are calling it um, Homeless Homeschoolers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because they uh, they are homeless from their actual home and traveling around. So that's what's coming up. Kendra, anything else before we say goodbye? No, we are so thankful you listened and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. 